0: Your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Battle Red Nation, to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your favorite football team every single day. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime.
1: John, some sports guy, Hickman, happy to be back with you guys on a Thursday afternoon, morning, evening Whatever you, whenever time uh, you listen to our show, Cody had an opportunity to sit in on some more conference calls with the Houston Texans. And you heard from DeAnton Lynn, the secondary coach. You, you heard from the tight end coach. And, you know, not to my surprise, because I believe that they kept him around for a reason, maybe to my disappointment that he was ever drafted as high as he was. But the Texans tight end coach had a lot of positives to say about Kaheli Warren. So it's very important that we discuss those two topics. Also, the intriguing aspect of whether or not this guy is qualified for the position due to the work and the maintenance of the job. And that's T.J. Yates. No disrespect to him, by the way. I mean, he does have a playoff win for Houston. But that's in regards to T.J. Yates working as the quarterback coach with Deshaun Watson things of that nature, so that'll be an interesting topic and discussion. Well, to kick it off, let's go right into it, the offensive side of the ball, which is kind of okay. I think we need to go to that area and spend some time on it because previously this week, we've we touched a lot on defense, but more importantly, more more specifically, the tight end area with Kaheli Warren. Missed the entire year last year due to injury, never played a down, never played a snap. We never got a chance to see him, but this team, this, this front office, this coaching staff has a lot of uh, high hopes for this guy, right? Has to. He's around still and had the opportunity to hear from the tight end coach about his expectations and about the expectations and progression of another tight end, which is Jordan Thomas.
0: Cody. Yeah, you know, first and foremost, let me just say this. Um, I believe it was two weeks ago we did our position previews that we got to get back to, by the way. Um, let's say we get back to that next week. But if you guys remember, about two weeks ago, um, me and John broke down the position previews with the tight ends. And, you know, one of the things that I took away from this group is that I said that this tight end group is possibly one of, if not the most talented position on this team. And, Listening to tight end head coach Will Longing talking about the talent that he has at that position basically solidified my point. You know, we know what Darren fails can bring. Um, you know, he was the starting tight end last year. We know what he can bring. Jordan Akins actually did a tremendous job as a backup last season. But, but there are two guys behind both Fails and Atkins where <laughs> – they can possibly challenge those guys for their spot, and of course, I'm talking about Jordan Thomas and Kaheli Warren. Now, let me start with Kaheli Warren. I have not been a believer of Warren. um, I know some of the fans out there they have been John. you've seen it a lot of us a lot of them have tweeted us in the past by saying, you know the the upside of Warren is the reason why he was drafted so high third round in the two thousand and nineteen draft, but at the same time. You're talking about a guy who got a concussion, I believe it was in a preseason game, and he never touched the field at any point of the 2019 season. With that being said, Loring had talked about Kahili Waring and his expectations, and he said that Waring has put in a lot of work this offseason, and he is expecting a huge jump from Waring this upcoming season. He said there's a lot of expectation for this guy, and he's ready to go out there and perform. John, he said that Warren is ready to take a big jump, but my only problem with that statement is how can you take a big jump when you never got on the field to put a benchmark or anything like that? You you never had the opportunity to look at what areas you need to improve on because even though he's going into his second year, this is basically his rookie year. And let me be clear about my my thought about
1: the drafting of Kaheli Warren. You know, simply we did not need him, and that was a high draft pick, and we wasted it on a guy. I still believe it was a waste until I see otherwise on a player who was just not needed right now. And we also know that Brian Gain, uh that was one of his guys, he was a gang guy to bring that back. Hashtag gang guy, but he's no longer with the team, and we can see why a little bit. Uh also due to his credit, he did do some things that were good for Houston. But nonetheless, if the tight end coach is seeing this, who You know, Lowen said that he would like to see the tight ends use more in the offensive scheme this year. He believes that he has a lot of those four tight ends have great skill sets, different skill sets, and depends on who they're playing that week. He believes that they can win and he expects big things from him to bring that back to Kaheli Warren. I think the expectations that this team has for you should give you a boost shouldn't make you go out there and think to myself well i have to prove something because i mean you really do but maybe it's just we're not seeing what they're seeing and in an era in league today where you have greg kittle you you in, in a 10-year span right you've had gronkowski you've had greg kittle you have jimmy graham uh you've had Mercedes lewis you've had who am i missing i know i'm missing guys honey henry if he can stay healthy on the field uh, he's a monster Vernon Davis, you've had, uh, you know, Delaney Walker, uh, Antonio. G- what I'm getting at is, and Owen Daniels for, for some part of the last decade, but what I'm getting at is the tight end position has evolved so much that if you're worth getting plugged in, then the team sees something that can help them game in and game out. We have to see it. And so who, who really gives a, who really gives a damn about us what we think? what we feel. Nobody does, really. I mean, they listen to the show, and yes, they want to know what we think on their topics, but at the end of the day, it ultimately comes down to the coaching staff. They're seeing things we're not, and until we get an opportunity to see it, then our opinion will probably stay the same. No preseason games. That means game. The first time we'll see him, we'll be in a regular season game. That's kind of not scary, but a concern for me. However, they know what they're doing, at least right now, before we hit 15 minutes we'll just see where it goes
0: it's scary for me I'll tell you that because I just don't know how much I can trust a guy who has never played in one real NFL game but at the same time you have so much high expectations for him maybe they're trying to pump him up to trade for a draft pick or something I I don't know but John like you say you know maybe they clearly they see something that we do not you know, we're judging them from afar. We're analyzing them from afar. So, but with all that being said, another guy that Long talked about on yesterday was the expectations. Well, not too much expectation, but the bounce back that he is expecting from Jordan Thomas. As we all know, Thomas in 2018 was a really good tight end for the Houston Texans. He recorded 20 receptions for 215 yards, four touchdowns, did a solid job blocking. But at the same time, we all know last year he injured, I believe it was his rib, if I'm not mistaken. He suffered a rib injury, was placed on IR, and we did not see him until like week nine, week 10 of the 2019 season. And at that time, his spot was already taken by Darren Fails and Jordan Atkins. Now, John, if you remember, due to the developments of Jordan Thomas was the main reason why that the Texans felt so confident in a decision to release Ryan Griffin after he went crazy. I believe he went crazy after the Texans draft warning and he kind of felt like his starting position was threatened. But, you know, because of his arrival was the reason why the Texans felt so confident in them releasing Griffin. With all that being said, I'm looking at it from a standpoint that the Texans, if Jordan Thomas could get back to the player he was in 2018. I'm looking at it from a standpoint where the Texans can possibly have three major tight ends that they can use at any down for any type of reasoning on the football field. My only question is where does that leave Thomas? Do you take minutes away from fails? Do you take one minutes away from Atkins to, to give it to Thomas? Do you, do you, put one of those guys, most likely Thomas, on special teams to prov- to provide some extra blocking? Like, where does that leave a guy like Jordan Thomas in 2020? Don't know.
1: They have a lot of weapons, a lot of tools. One
0: guy that they
1: believe that there's a lot of potential there, Kahili Warren. They don't want to move away from him right now, it seems like. They know what Atkins can bring, and they just gave Darren a, a, a nice contract over the offseason. Don't know where they'll leave Jordan Thomas. Don't know if he'll even get a shot to prove it because there won't be a preseason. Don't know. I think Thomas, who received praise, received praise from his tight end coach. You know, he's in good shape. He's putting in the time and effort to get back to a physically good football form. It happens like that all the time. I just don't know. Don't know what it happened. Don't know where he will end up. Don't know if he will make the roster. If he does, don't know if he'll still be around. But I'm I'm wishing good. For I don't I just don't know how he fits into this
0: this tight end plan, but we can also just wait and see. Before moving on, let me ask you this question. Um I just finished talking about how good Jordan Thomas was in 2018, and we and we all know that. We know the Texans, they have like some really not head scratching, but they 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 have some mediocre draft picks heading into the 2021 draft. Because Thomas did not suffer, let's say, an ACL or one of those drastic injuries, um, like I say, you know, it was a rib injury that placed him on IR for the majority of the 2019 season. Um, Given how talented this guy is, would you or would you not consider at least trading him so, A, he would not be on the sideline just wasting his talents, and you could get some kind of value back from a guy that you're probably not even going to use?
1: They feel like they can get something back for him, then go right ahead, I don't see too many teams out there that are real tight end needy. Uh, but what would I do? I think with so much uncertainty about the season and players not really getting to football form until they actually hit game one, I keep them around for some time just to see what, you know, if we need them or not moving forward or if he can contribute something that other tight ends on the roster can't. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30 50 or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey costs $353.
0: We heard from several coaches doing yesterday's media availability. One of the guys that I also want to talk about and his expectations. We've been using that word a lot this week, expectations. But, you know, um, one of the guys I also want to talk about and everything that he had to say was De'Anton Lynn. Now, Lynn, secondary coach for the Texans. We all know that the secondary was up and down last year. You know, there was moments where they looked like they could be one of the best secondaries in the league. Then there was other moments, probably more so than not, that they looked very questionable, and it seemed like we was all saying, what the hell are they thinking? Now, with all that being said, the secondary heading into not just the 2020 season, but at least all the way up up until around the 2022 season, they might be one of the most talented group of players, young talented group of prospects and players that the Texans have. There's Lonnie Johnson Jr. There's John Reed, Justin Reed no relation to John Reed, but that I might add, um, is turning into one of the top defensive backs in this league. There is a lot of promise from these young prospects. Then on the flip side, you got veterans like Eric Murray and Michael Thomas. I personally feel like the secondary is going to be better in 2020. And DeAnton Lynn said that he feels the same way. One of the guys that he is looking forward to that he is, is once again, expecting to have a big year, and this guy, more so than Khalil Warren, he is expecting, and this guy can actually make that big jump from year one to year two, is Lonnie Johnson Jr. We all know first part of 2019, Johnson did not see that much of a field, field time, but as the season went on and progressive, we saw more and more of Lonnie Johnson Jr. and John. We saw the work that this guy has been putting in this past offseason pandemic or not, this guy was always out on the field putting in work. And what Lynn said about this guy, I truly believe we're going to see a monster out of Johnson this year. You know,
1: one thing that I like about Lonnie Johnson Jr. is that with his limited time, uh, and if you look over the course of his games played last year defensively, you know, you have a game 24%, 44%, 61%, uh, 0%, 0%. So he did not get a lot of playing time that he maybe would have expected or maybe we would have expected or the, the the secondary coach from last year, the coaching staff. But during the time he did get, he did give up some, you know, some make some plays. I mean, he had, last year he had seven defensive deflections uh, and and one thing that I love about him is his upside with his length. I think that his skill set is based on his athletic ability uh, did give up 425 yards last year Allow 63.6 completion rate against him uh four touchdowns as well giving up there's things that he can work on and his improvement came throughout the offseason uh, you know this entire offseason every time a coach was asked about Lonnie Johnson there's been nothing but good things to say and You know, we sat in a couple of other press conferences, and it seems like the good things to say are always brought on with a smile because they see something that we're not seeing. Okay, that's that's great. But I look at Lonnie Johnson, Jr. going into this year. I want to see more. And with this secondary, DeAnton Lynn, the secondary coach, just loves, loves, loves as his head coach, as his DC, the versatility. We look at Murray, he's played some safety, he's played corner. Um, Justin Reed has played safety, we know he's a star player, but they have guys, they have the corners who can play in the slot, slot guys who can play outside. They're trying to teach everyone the defense conceptuality right now, so that way they can have the best 11 guys on the field, but he likes his secondary. He likes how they have nickel corners and safeties who can do the nickel can do with the outside corner can the safety can come down and do what the nickel can so it's very interesting to hear that praise going into the season you know do i have a concern yes of course i have not seen a collective this collective group play together but with that concern and no preseason i'm also worried about other things along this line along this defense and you plug in garyon conley i think they're going to have a Better scheme for him than what Oakland did. And we saw last year, even he just, he blossomed when he got here. I think he will have a breakout year. People are going to start talking about him as a very good corner in this league after kicking kicking his career off pretty bad out there in Oakland.
0: Lynn also talked about the (laughs) horrendous performance the Texans' defense. I I don't want to just put it on the Texans' defense, especially the secondary, but Lynn also talked about the horrendous performance of the Texans blowing that big lead against Kansas City. And he said, you know, and in his words, he said, when we first got back together, we had to talk about it, and then we buried it, and we haven't talked about it since. I think everyone on this team kind of knows what happened, and we are hungry to get back out there and get a second chance at them. John, I keep telling you, the Texans are going to shock the world the first week of the 2020 season. I guarantee you, going back to Arrowhead Stadium, they are going to pull out a victory. I guarantee. I do not see the Texans losing that game again. Lynn Lynn said it. They They are hungry to get back out there and get a second chance at them. I I, I love that quote. First of all, I do believe that this is going to be the start of a really good long rivalry between the Chiefs and the Texans. I'm telling you, John, don't don't sleep on them boys when they go to Arrowhead Stadium.
1: Hey, my response, we'll see. We'll see if we even have an NFL season. Listeners out there that are checking out our show, I want to say thank you guys. Of course, we really appreciate it uh, for listening and stopping in. Stop checking us out and hearing our madness. Um, We love doing the show, right? And in the pandemic, we really wish that everybody is, you know, staying safe as possible. It's no joke out here. Uh, Just be safe. Do what is right so everybody else around you would, you know, not have to deal with some of the madness that's going on in the world. Also, I want to pray for Beirut, man. You know, saw what happened out there yesterday and really got to stick close to your family now and just enjoy life like every day. But to transition on from that, T.J. Yates is the Texans quarterback coach, and that means he is quarterback coaching Deshaun Watson. And and I think T.J. Yates would do an amazing job for A.J. McCarron, which is good. You know, T.J. Yates is a, okay, the first man went down. Time for the next man to step up. I go out there and I and I'll and i win you a playoff game. You know, I'll do that. It's always good to have a just in case, which is what I think TJ Ace would be tremendous for with AJ McCann. But I mean, you know, the dynamic with him and Deshaun is very interesting to say the least.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the dynamic between them, it's is interesting. You know, I I kind of I kind of use the analogy in our pregame show, you know, how can the prodigy you know, be better than the teacher itself, and you know, I I know that's the the goal for the prodigy at at one point to be better than the teacher. But I mean, come on. You know, at the end of the day, one of the things that I like that Jake said yesterday, um, he was asked, you know, how can how can the things that you learn throughout your career as a quarterback. Actually help a guy like Deshaun Watson as he continues to just wow, not only the franchise, but but in not just the city of Houston, but the league in general, he said that one of the things that he realizes now as a quarterback coach, and I think this is going to be very helpful for a guy like Deshaun Watson. It's the fact that he sees the game different. He said, you know, when I'm on the sideline watching the game, I no longer have that mindset of what I need to go out there and do. He said he sees the game differently. And by the way, and because of that, he now sees things that he has never seen in the game before as a quarterback. With that being said, I believe that Yakes is going to be the type of person who can finally help Watson to stop taking those unnecessary hits, which, I mean, at at this point on August 6, 2020, is possibly the only knock against Watson right now is the fact that this is a guy who has taken multiple unnecessary hits. And I would like to say at least, what, 10% of unnecessary sacks at the same time. But now Deshaun Watson has an opportunity to learn things from a veteran quarterback that he can actually learn things that, a lot of quarterbacks, like a uh, Tom Brady, a uh, Matt Ryan, and the Drew Brees, hasn't did not learn until they got well up into their career. That's what TJ Yates is going to bring for a guy like Deshaun there Watson, is. and I do believe if he takes the knowledge, which I'm pretty sure he is. Deshaun Watson himself said, "A he's always learning and seeking to get better." But if he takes those knowledge from a guy like Yates, I'm pretty sure we're going to see not only a smarter Deshaun Watson, who is going to be smart and not take those unnecessary hits, but we're going to see possibly see a more efficient Deshaun Watson because that's one thing to learn from a guy who last played in the league in the 1990s, early 2000s. It's another thing you're learning from a guy who basically just hung up his cleats two or three years ago. The game is not that much different from when T.J. Yates was a quarterback, whether he was a starter or a backup he can learn a lot from Yates.
1: Yeah, and my favorite quote from T.J. Yates is, I think my experience as a backup quarterback really helped me transition into coaching because as a backup quarterback, you have to know absolutely everything. You don't get all the reps in practice, so by the time you do get in the game, you better be on your stuff. That's how I took my career and approached my career as a backup quarterback, and I think they helped uh, they helped transitioning into coaching. yes. That's right. You you don't get the reps. You don't you don't get out there with first team all the time. I know, and it sucks. I I I I've lived it. You don't get out of there all the time. So to be that backup and to have a you know successful premium backup career, not a guy that was a backup and then became a starter due to injury and impressed the impressed the front office that he you know spent another three years playing as a starter when he really should have went back to backup. TJ Yates is a backup quarterback and his backup quarterback was pretty successful, right? You have to know these things and superstar superstars can overlook things at times, right? Because you're just so good at what you're doing right now that you missed out on a read that would have helped turn a 70 yard gain into a 70 yard touchdown, you know, things like that. The backup guys, you know, they normally catch that. And there's some knowledge to give. There's always knowledge in the game of football. Cody, listeners, I guarantee you right now, if you talk to a high school coach for five years or more and you are a novice, you're going to learn so much about football. So imagine getting some knowledge from a guy who's played the league in the league in the position you play, but was able to see things differently Sunday in and Sunday out. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy with two eyes. Like us on Facebook at Locked On Texas, and follow us on Twitter as well. Also check out houstonsportspress.com. Again, that's houstonsportspress.com. Subscribe. Check out our podcast and our writers as well.
0: Have fun. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at CodyDavis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Along with keeping you up to date on everything with the Houston Texans, I also do work with covering the Houston Rockets as well. So you get a double whammy with me, both with podcasts and writing. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.